This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Auto Repair Marketing Podcast. I am Kim Walker and my co-host, I'm looking over, Brian Walker is not here today. You know why? Because it's a Kim solo cast. So I'm excited to be here. I'm going to talk to you about something that we are experiencing in our own company and being super intentional about. It's also something that I've heard other shops have on their mind as well. So before we jump in and talk about maintaining your company culture while you're growing or scaling up, let me first thank our friends at RepairPal for providing you with this episode. RepairPal is the key that unlocks more business for your repair shop. Learn more at repairpal.com forward slash shops. All right. So here we are. We have worked really, really hard to kind of get all the foundations in place for our business. We are approaching our 12th year in a marketing company, three years at Shop Marketing Pros, and we are growing a lot. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. However, even though we have really done a lot of work to create, verify, and implement our company culture... We have our core values in place. We have built a phenomenal team, best team we've ever had, if I say so myself. We have processes, down pat, documented, all that stuff. We're an EOS business. If you're not familiar, go to eos.com just to check it out. And we're getting great results. We're growing. We're doing an incredible job. But at the end of this past year, we said, okay, we really need to make sure that we are being very intentional about not losing any momentum, that we are maintaining our company culture, we're maintaining a really good pace. So I want to talk to you about some things that we're doing internally in our business that maybe if that's you, then these are some things that might work in your shop. As you're growing this year, I know through the pandemic, lots of shops actually bought other shops. And so as we're kind of, you know, a good bit out from that now, lots of shops kind of had some time to get those foundational things in place. And now they're in a season of growth, but you want to make sure that you're keeping your customers, you're keeping your team, but you're maintaining what brought those people to you. So the first thing that I really want to talk about is your core values, keeping them front and center. So some of you may say, well, I don't even have core values. We didn't either. And for a long time, I would say that we talked about it from time to time and really just kind of said, you know, I don't know that that's super important. We did have like a mission statement or maybe it was our vision statement, but it was more of a a thing on the wall or in like a file cabinet or a Google Doc, never really referenced, spent some time putting together, but it wasn't truly like part of the company. And so when we finally did, we actually sat down with our whole team and we started with an empty whiteboard. And for a good while, we just said every word that is said, we're going to throw it up on the board, define who are we? So when we say, who is Shop Marketing Pros? What do you think of? So we put all those words up on the whiteboard. And then we went through a process called keep, kill, combine, right? So we'd look back over the words again. We would combine words that were similar into a certain category. We'd get rid of the ones that really didn't fit 
And ultimately, we narrowed it down to a few very specific ones. If you follow us at all, you know what they are because they are literally a part of who we are as a company. We hire, fire, reward, and recognize by our core values. And when I say hire and fire, I'm talking about customers as well. We make sure that the customers we bring on fit our company values, or we know that it is going to be a strained relationship. Either the customer is not going to enjoy our process, not going to be in alignment with that, or it's going to be a difficult working relationship for our team. Our core values, we call them our shield, synergy, happiness, integrity, expansion, leadership, and dedication. After having that put in place, fast forward a couple of years, um, and we really, truly implemented the EOS model. And going through that process of implementing that, we had to reaffirm our core values. And in that process, we absolutely were very happy to realize that the core values we had in place truly were the right ones. And so we just furthered implementing that. So making sure that your core values are in place is going to be huge as you are continuing to grow. Because when you hire new employees, right, we're talking about as you grow, so scaling up, growing your team, you want to make sure that you're bringing on people that align with your company's core values. In our hiring process on our careers page, so before they're even hired, the actual process of hiring. Uh, We have our core values all over our careers page. We have it set so that when they apply and we call them for an interview, the questions we ask, every single one of them relate to a specific core value. So they're really catching on very early that these are super important to us. Once they're hired, core values are a huge part of the, the onboarding process. We have a company video that Brian and I put together. So Brian actually did it and um, he's talking through every single core value. So I'm really pressing in on this because the core values are a huge part of the scaling and growing process. So make sure that you have done that. And then between the hiring and the firing is the part in the middle. So we're very particular about how we reward and recognize people. So when we do our twice a year, we do reviews. Those are all tie back to our core values. So we have a self-evaluation that our team members do. They are basically kind of evaluating themselves, but then we evaluate them as well. And then we have a meeting and we go over it and we talk about it and we come back again to our core values. And then we also do something called our Shieldies, which is an award-based program where team members can nominate other team members. And what they do is they go to a hidden page on our website. We have a form where each team member can submit a nomination for another team member. It might be Michelle, and Michelle is nominating Haley for Synergy. Like She'll pick which core value she's nominating her for and then explain what happened, what was the situation, what did Haley do that was just exemplary when it comes to Synergy. And so once a month, we read those aloud to everyone. We send them to the person receiving it so that they have that. And then quarterly, we give a Shieldy Award. And so it's a gift. We take a picture. We share it on social media. We just have a really good time recognizing people for the work that they're doing as it relates to our core values. If something happens and that person is no longer 
kind of fitting in with the core values they've made. At what point someone needs to be fired? We believe in hiring slow, make sure you're getting the right people, and then firing fast. So if someone, you know, we go through that process. So typically, it's very rare that we've had to fire anyone. But when we have, they really knew it was coming. They knew I really was not holding up this core value or, you know, this core value was in question or whatever it might be. So we always tie when we do let someone go off of the team they know which core value was broken, so to speak. And then finally, as we're talking about core values, decision-making. Pretty much every decision that we make is tied back to our core values as well. We are really looking at the pros and the cons and really deciding, does this decision make sense? Does it fit our core values? Is it going to help us better either the team or the company or our clients or whatever it might be. So if we're trying to decide to bring on a new service or to adjust a service or to stop offering or whatever it might be, we always make our decisions with our core values in mind. So then process. Process is a huge deal. If you are scaling and growing your business, processes are absolutely important. When you hire a new person, you want to be able to have that whole process documented so that when they come in, you're not recreating the wheel every single time. You need to be efficient and effective when you're scaling and maybe you decide to add on a new service. Well, what was the process for adding a new service in the past? How did you do that? How did you implement it? How did you record those processes and those procedures and train your team? So really make sure that your processes are fully documented that they're practiced by everyone. And I also think it's super important that your team appreciates the process and they understand the process. You know, if it's one of those things where you come in and you're like, I created this new process and this is how things are going to be done, that's very micromanagey. On our team, our team is actually creating the processes. It is very rare that we as leadership come in and mandate this is how you have to do this. So there are times when that's going to have to happen. But for the most part, if you want that buy-in and appreciation and for everyone to want to understand, then they need to be a part of creating those processes. So just kind of look at that whole situation. And I will again reference EOS was really something that helped us get all of this in place. You don't have to be an EOS business in order to have processes in place. There are plenty of coaches in this industry who are big about helping shops get processes in place. So reach out to a coach and see if you can get some help with that. I love talking about sponsors of the podcast who have already worked with and who have used before. So today, I'm super excited to talk to you about RepairPal, which if you didn't know, We'll introduce your shop to new customers through RepairPal.com, the largest site for auto repair, and through the recommendation of their partners like USAA, CarMax, and Consumer Reports. Our shop was in RepairPal's certified network, and it was great for getting new customers who were looking for more than just oil changes. The average RepairPal customer spends over $600 on their first visit. I loved it, especially because we all know that consumers still mistrust repair shops. But... The millions of customers that visit RepairPal.com monthly, they trust RepairPal certified shops for their high quality and great service. And there's no fear about being overcharged. So we were able to just focus on the repair. I highly recommend you check them out. It's the way to grow your business. Go to RepairPal.com forward slash shops, get one month of service free and save $150 off certification. 
I mentioned onboarding earlier. So how do you do that? Is it documented? Can it be duplicated easily? Right. When we're talking about scaling and growing, then duplicating your processes is going to be super important, like we were talking about a minute ago. And that's going to really come back to your onboarding. So for us now, we're not a shop, right? We're a marketing agency. So a lot of what we do is recorded on video and we have a library, a standard operating procedures document where all these videos and documents are linked. They're categorized by department, if you will. And, you know, how do you do this? How do you do that? They're all linked to videos that explain exactly step-by-step how to do that. For you as a shop, you're going to want to define what that looks like for you. But again, if we're talking about maintaining your company culture, processes are a part of that and how you onboard people because you want them to get it from the very beginning, what your company culture is. How do you communicate? How do you relax and recharge? And how do you um, maintain relationships? So I'm going to talk more about that in just a few minutes. But before you can get to all of that more fun culture kind of stuff, you have to make sure that the basics are covered. And when I say basics, I'm saying core values, processes, hiring, onboarding, all of that stuff. I told you earlier that it's important to hire slow, right? Let's make sure that we're getting the right people on the bus. There are certain books, if you've read, you know exactly what I'm talking about. The right people on the bus and in the right seat. Once you've done all of that, you've explained your core values. They understand the processes. They've um, gotten familiar with their team members. Let's dig into some of the more fun sides of culture. And that's really where my heart is in our business this year. Our processes, procedures, core values, they are 100% documented, adopted by all, implemented by all. Everyone appreciates them. There's complete buy-in. We have that down pat, like excellent. We also have the relationship part in a great place. I don't want to lose that. Brian and I and JR have had very intentional discussions about let's make sure that this year, 2023, as we grow, that we don't lose any of our synergy, happiness, integrity, expansion, leadership, and dedication. So in doing that, we're going to protect our team. We're going to protect the new team members that come on, but we are also going to protect the relationship that we have with our customers. I know there have been other businesses that I've seen even here locally where they grew a lot, but they lost their company culture and ended up failing. It was really a sad situation. So we want to prevent that. And so here are some things that I know for us in our business, we want to make sure that we are being super intentional about maintaining. So one of the things, right, we're all remote. Now I'm going to share with you from our perspective, and you'll want to relate that to your your business as a shop. I don't know what your internal communication is. Like we love to use Slack. Um, We're all remote. So, I mean, shops use Slack as well. That's a great tool to use. And randomly, I will do these, um, they call them Kim games. So in our Slack, by the way, Slack is an app that you can use for internal communication. It has a wonderful app for the phone and it's it's an app on the computer as well. And it's super easy to use and highly effective. That is not where we do our project-based communication. That's more of the really fast, quick little messages or quick questions, things like that. 
And in our Slack team communication program, we have it broken down into a bunch of different channels. And so some of our channels, we have our office chat. We'll consider that like the water cooler at your shop, for example, so to speak. And that's where JR will come and just put a quick dad joke or he'll drop a pun in there or someone will just come and um, and share a fun little jiffy just to get a good laugh, just at random times throughout the day, just for a very quick little break. It can notify you and it can interrupt you, but you can set those notifications so that you're just looking at it from time to time. Another one that we have is our beach conversation. So I'm going to talk to you a little bit more in a bit about our annual retreat where we take our team to the beach. And that is a place where we'll just randomly go put something to mentally go back to the beach, right? To that retreat that we took or ours is actually coming up at the end of March. And so we may post in there, uh, you know, every now and then I may just go drop a link to the beach house where we're staying and say, break is coming soon, right? Just to kind of maintain that happiness and just a little breather and that sort of thing. Some of the other, I'm actually going to take a quick look over here. Some of our other Slack channels. So we have a leadership channel that's um, Brian and JR and I, if we need to have a quick leadership, just quick discussion. Each of our teams has their own channels. So our messaging team, our SEO team, so on and so forth. But then we also have a channel called Car Talk. And that is where we'll literally go in there to post something specific about the automotive industry or a car or a part or a tool and just talking about that. So you can break your Slack into different channels. So your teams can have a channel. You can have fun. Maybe you call it company culture, like we call ours beach. Actually, there's one called Hello Sign. So when a new customer signs an agreement with us, it comes in there. And then we also have a great news channel where we just share fun kudos and great things that are happening. So think about how you can implement Slack into your, your company and make it part of your company culture for just some quick little day-to-day engagement or conversations here or there. Then there's also the chance to have private messages, one person with one person. But I will go into our Slack office chat and play a Kim game. I'll just throw out something silly and random. The first person to post a picture of something purple is going to win a $10 gift card or $10 cash on your PayPal or whatever it might be. So that often ends up being a really fun, just spontaneous thing, just to bring some happiness into the moment. Another thing that I did recently was, um, I think it was like just a, a Monday and Thursday. It was a very busy day and we had lots going on. And I just came in there and said, drop a photo of your workstation because we're all remote and I realized lots of people don't know what everyone else's workspace looks like. You know, when you're in an office, you see, oh, I love that pen or I, I like that desk caddy that you have there or whatever it might be, right? We don't see that or how their space is decorated or what their color vibe is. And so I put in there and asked people to drop a photo of their workstation in. And then I said that I'm going to pick personally one of them to win. And again, it's just a random, whether it was $10 on your PayPal or a coffee delivery or whatever it might be. So those are just some things you could certainly have the team members vote on the toolboxes or whatever it might be. 
The Slack channel is also a great way, side note, where you can have a channel for OMG, right? Maybe that's the crazy things that happened in the shop that day. And so your team members can grab a video or a photo of something and put it in that Slack channel. If you were working with us, you could invite us to your Slack channel and they could drop photos right there in that. So there's all kinds of things that you can do for fun with Slack. So again, I call them Kim Games contests, like the thing I was talking about a minute ago. JR does dad jokes and puns. So that is a cool thing that you can do as far as games go. Surprises. Okay, this is something I want to be even more intentional about this year than I was last year. I did this a pretty good bit last year, but one of the things I really enjoy doing is sending little postcards or letters, cards, notes to my employees' family members. I've sent JR's kids little notes before, Michelle's kids, I sent them notes before. So Michelle is a single mom. And it occurred to me one day, I'm like, you know, Brian tells our son what a great mom I am. Who is telling Michelle's kids what a great human, a great woman, a great employee, a great whatever she is? And so I just took a quick moment. I wrote a note to all three of her kids individually put a stamp on them, put them in the mail. And she messaged me crying because her kids, one, were super excited to get their own mail. And then when she realized that someone had told her kids what an amazing person she was and how much we love her and how smart she is and how witty she is and how funny she is, like we just raved about Michelle as a person. What do you think that did for her with loyalty to us and happiness being on our team and all of that. It did a lot. So I have written notes to pretty sure Haley's husband, Caroline's mom and dad, Jared's wife, you know, so just stop and think who would be impacted greatly if you just took a quick moment and wrote a note and sent it to their family member. So Caroline's mom and dad, I don't know that she even knows that I did this. I didn't tell her. I don't need to tell her. I sent her mom and dad a note and said, you raised a remarkable young woman. She is a leader. She is intelligent. She's brilliant. So think about that. Like send a quick, I'm not talking about an email or a text. I'm talking about a handwritten something. DoorDash. I love DoorDash. No matter where they are for the most part. If you're Michael Gunther and you're in Crofton, Nebraska, that is going to be an issue. If you follow us at all, or if you've been in our Facebook group, you know what happened with that. But for the most part, you can find delivery in their local community and just surprise them with their favorite whatever. So part of our onboarding that I talked about earlier is I have a Google form that each of our employees fills out when they start with us. And I'm asking them questions like the typical, you know, I want to get their address and phone number and all that kind of stuff, but I'll ask them their shirt size, their favorite color, their favorite snack, if they, how they like their coffee, what their favorite food is. So I'm asking all this kind of stuff to fuel my door dashing activities later on. So just randomly, I'll just pick one of our employees and go look at their questionnaire and find something that they really like and I'll have it door dashed to them. And I know they're working, so I'll message them and say, hey, Somebody is approaching your door. It's from me. Can you just go answer the door? So have some fun with that. Just surprises. I've also DoorDashed a dinner to our employees 
randomly. Just, you know, if I know one has really kind of had a challenging day, then I may say, hey, dinner's on me tonight. Go home and relax and don't, you don't need to cook. You don't need to think about what to cook. You don't need to make a decision about what dinner is. I got it covered. So those are some really nice things to do. And we're talking about maintaining your company culture. These are things that keep your team members attached and happy and engaged. So we have a morning meeting every single morning, 8.15 on Zoom. We call it our stand-up meeting because it's intended to be really quick. Each person goes through very quickly and says, today I'm grateful for fill in the blank. And my top priorities today are this. So we each go around and it's more about us just connecting together early in the morning before we get our day going. Um, So that's one thing. If you don't have a quick company meeting first thing in the morning. Um, So ours is at 8.15. Obviously, as a shop, you would have to pick not the most busy time when um, maybe customers are dropping off. Maybe it's a few minutes before you open your doors. So if you open it at 8 o'clock, maybe it's at 7.50. And you just have a quick run through of how are you doing today? It is very often, very often in that stand-up meeting that I'm just going to brag for a second. I have a really high emotional intelligence. I can just sense that something is off. And so I'll message them in Slack very quickly and say, hey, Samantha, you seem a little concerned today. Is something on your heart? Is something on your mind? Are you okay? Do you need to talk? And very often I will learn something really challenging is happening at home or they're concerned about this or whatever it might be. And so there've been times where I've said, I really want you to just take the day off. Like, go take care of yourself today. And there have been times where they were just stressed. They just needed to refocus or they just needed to know that you cared. So that's one great thing with our morning stand-up meeting. But in ours, I will occasionally bring in a special guest. So I've had Lucas Underwood join us before, Justin Allen, our pastor, Scott Boney, One of our past employees left. We are still super close to him. Tony Romain, a lot of our customers know him. We love him so much. He had been with us for a long time, but you know, we send him away to conferences and stuff and he got to know other people in in his graphic design industry. And ultimately he ended up being offered a lifetime dream job. And so he took that and we had, he came back, he actually messaged us and was like, Hey, can I jump into a stand up meeting one morning? And it was just incredible. And so it just helps with the bonding. We've had team members do virtual coffees or virtual lunch together. Again, we're all virtual. So you have to find how this would work internally for your shop. One thing that I have not implemented yet, but I plan to implement as we are scaling and growing is kind of a work buddy. So as we onboard a new person, I'm going to assign someone outside of their own team. So let's say that we hire a new person on the messaging team, right, to do social media or email or whatever. I'm going to partner them with someone on the ads team or the SEO team or the customer success team so that they have someone outside of their own little group to reach out to, to say, hey, what do we do about this? Or, you know, if they have a question, they can always reach out to me, but sometimes they'd rather not go straight to the the leader of the business, but they really want to just ask a coworker. So I'm going to implement kind of a buddy system for the onboarding time. Yeah, I hope that that is helping. Um, I have just a few more things to just share kind of quickly is implementing, I'm saying a retreat. That's what we're calling it for us. So we started last year, 
was our first one. So I can't say first annual. It was our inaugural. This is our second annual. Um, At the end of March, we're bringing our team over to a beach house to our favorite area on the panhandle of Florida in the 30A area. And we're going to check in on a Thursday and we will leave on a Sunday. So we're going to spend a couple of nights together and it's not work. We will have a brief company meeting just to kind of do a little bit more as it relates to vision casting and team camaraderie, but it's more about having fun and spending time on the beach, eating together, laughing, bonding, that sort of thing. So for some of you, these retreats might be happening. I'm recording this today is March 1st, and three of my team members are probably boarding a plane right now headed to vision. So some of you send your teams to away to training. And I remember last year, I think it was at Vision or it might have been at ASTE, there was a shop that told me, yeah, we just Airbnb an entire house. And that way we have plenty of time to spend together. They found a house that had a gym because they knew that several of their employees really loved working out. And it also had a basketball goal, I think, if I remember, because they knew that some of their team members really enjoyed basketball. So maybe... Going away to training events is your form of a retreat or or team bonding or team building kinds of things. So implement that. The training that you go away to, have people come back and share what they learned with their team. That is another opportunity to continue along with your core values, your company culture, building the team, so to speak, where they feel like they're contributing. So be sure that you do that. And then There's one other thing that we do here that kind of happened by accident, but has become a huge part of who we are as a company. And I've learned is highly valuable. And it came from a team member that we advanced to kind of a leadership position within their own team. And she started just having some questions for me about how do I communicate about this? Or, you know, when I need to really help someone with this type of thing? How do I go about doing that? And and just kind of like growing and maturing and advancing personally. And so I offered, I said, why don't we, would you like to just meet monthly and talk about this stuff? Well, it ended up becoming full-fledged mentoring. And so I do mentoring with several of our employees now. Once a month, I meet with them over Zoom. If they're if they're local, we'll, we've met in person before. And we just have like a running Google Doc where I have it set up where like a week before I meet with this team member, they go into this Google Doc and they let me know, hey, here are my challenges. And it doesn't have to be work-related. It can be personal life. It can be whatever. It's their mentoring session. So whatever they want to talk about. But they'll put it in there mostly so that I can have like a week to one, pray about it, to reflect on it, think about how am I going to help them in this area? Do I need to go find some resources? It might be a podcast or a book, or it might just be a tool or something like that that they can use to help in that specific challenging area of their life. So mentoring has been a big part. So for me, this year, there are a couple of things that I've mentioned that I'm going to be starting There's really nothing that we've been doing that I need to stop. So I want you to think about what can you start and is there anything that you need to stop? 
Or are there some things that you need to tweak and just make them a little better so that as you are growing and building your team and bringing on new customers and new clients, you're honoring your team. They want to stay with you because they know that you care. They know that you're taking care of them. And maybe part of that is they like being there because you do have processes and expectations and there's no gray area. They know what is expected of them. And so getting all of those things in place and then in doing all of that, it's going to also protect the relationships that you have with your customers. So I'm actually going to be recording another podcast in a few minutes that's going to talk a little bit more as it relates to customers and partners and vendors and things like that. But for today, I really wanted to um, sit down and spend some time with you talking about maintaining your company culture. What I would really love if you have experienced this, maybe you're on the other side of it. Maybe you've already been through a big growth spurt and either it didn't go so well and you learned some lessons or it did go well and you have some tips or techniques or ideas to share. I would love to hear from you. So email us podcast at shopmarketingpros.com and tell me what was your experience with maintaining your company culture as you grow. And I'm going to actually share that with your permission, share that in our Auto Repair Marketing Mastermind Facebook group. So if you're not in there yet, rush over, come join us. We're like close to 700 strong in there. Um, It's a great group where shops are specifically talking about marketing. And uh, we'd love to have you there. Otherwise, you can find us at shopmarketingpros.com. We are just one of the many podcasts that are a part of the Aftermarket Radio Network. With Carmen Tracy Capriota, we love them. And you can find the other shows at aftermarketradionetwork.com. Go and give them a listen. And until next time, go fill those base. You've been listening to the Auto Repair Marketing Podcast with Kim and Brian Walker. Follow the podcast on your favorite listening app. Find their emails in the show notes and visit them at shopmarketingpros.com. Let Kim and Brian know what you want discussed because they're all about advancing the aftermarket.